everyone. Welcome to this episode of All Things Iceland. It's Jules. And today I'm delving into something that's quite fascinating and possibly scary. And I say that because Vík í Mirtal is a small town in South Iceland that has become pop- a popular place for tourists to stop to see the area's famous black sand beach, to stay the night if they need accommodations, pick up refreshments, take bathroom breaks, and etc. However, most visitors do not know about the potential danger that looms over this town that's, I don't know, probably around 800 residents or so. And I did look it up, but I, you know, it, it's in the area of 800 residents. Katla Volcano which is approximately 26 kilometers or 16 miles from the town, is this threat. Not only to Vík, though, or even to South Iceland, but it could potentially have a much larger impact on the world if it were to erupt. So in order to kind of give you some fascinating information about this volcano, the way I've structured this episode is that I will share some folklore about it because Katla got its name in a really interesting, unique Icelandic way, and also what makes the eruption of the volcano have a potential to be really impactful, an intense impact on the world, and of course, the places and groups that you can follow if you want to stay up to date regarding information on volcanic activity in Iceland. Some people just find it fun. I mean, if you're one of those individuals that's really interested in geology, there are some groups that are just nerding out on it, and I love it. And then there's just, you know, also within those same groups, people who are alerting individuals of any earthquakes that are happening above a certain magnitude or activities that are happening with Katla or other, you know, volcanoes that are active in the country. So that's quite cool. And of course, with every solo episode that I do, I also have at the end the random fact about Iceland and the Icelandic word of the episode. Before I jump into all of that, though, I'd like to thank The Lava Show for sponsoring this episode. So The Lava Show, if you've not heard of it, is an incredible experience. I've been very fortunate to attend twice. And it's, in essence, where you can witness actual molten hot lava flow into a showroom where you're sitting. And I I promise it's safe. Like I said, I've lived to tell the tale uh, at least twice, but everyone lives to tell the tale. And it's a family friendly activity as well. So in essence, they, the people who created the lava show, and there's one in Vík and one in Reykjavik now that recently just opened, is that they made a special furnace for both of these locations that's able to heat up rock enough in order to create molten hot lava. And so I just... First of all, you know, as a person who's been to volcanic eruptions here in Iceland, of course, that's a very unique experience. But seeing hot lava in a showroom where you're sitting is also extremely unique and definitely sets a lava show apart from many different experiences that I've done in the country. There's more to it, though, than just seeing lava. So, for instance, you get a show, an informative and entertaining video about eruptions along the South Coast, including Katla, of course, because, you know, if you go into the one in Vík, for instance, that's what it's centered around, is like Katla and South Coast, whereas in Reykjavik, that show, they center it around volcanoes in this area, 
which people don't really think about it. I mean, honestly, even though we've had volcanoes erupt here, people aren't always aware of the proximity of the volcano to the city. And even the one that erupted on the Reykjanes Peninsula the last two years, it's about a 40 minute drive. But there are other volcanoes that are closer. So really interesting to me to get that perspective as well. So both shows basically cater to the area that they're in. And I don't want to give away too much though, but let's just say that the Katla eruption and th- in eruptions in this area for sure, including Eyjafjallajökull, have definitely made their mark in history. What's even more interesting, especially for the show in Vik, is that it's tied into one of the family members of the owners. So the great-grandfather of Julius, who is one of the owners of the Lava Show, he lived in the Vik area during the last eruption of the Katla volcano. And that was intense. They talk about this, you know, in that video that I mentioned. And he and his family, what they went through to survive was amazing and scary and just, you know, packs in really that emotional aspect of the fact that Iceland is volatile. It's a lot of raw nature. It's a lot of beauty, of course, too, but just looming nearby can be potential danger. Along with seeing the glowing orangey red lava flowing, you will also feel the heat rise in the room because this is like hundreds of degrees in terms of how hot the lava is. And you can hear the crackling sounds of it as it cools. And the presenters of the show safely give everyone this kind of, you know, performance with the lava. That was just pretty cool. Like I said, I don't want to give anything away. So I'm just, I'm purposely being vague, but I loved it. And there were like different, like young kids in there, older people in there. And everyone was just amazed, eyes locked on the lava as the presenter was kind of giving us information and educating everybody about lava and how it can perform and how it changes when it cools and things of that nature. And if you're like me, a person who's like super curious about things at the Lava Show, if you pay an additional price, there's a behind the scenes experience where you can actually see the furnace that they created, learn more about Icelandic geology. So for those who are visiting and you're going along the South Coast and plan to go to Vík, it's around a two and a half hour drive from Reykjavík. So you have either the Reykjavík show that you can see or the Vík show, or you can, of course, see both if that suits your fancy and get you know, those two very unique experiences in terms of storyline and presentation. But either way, I highly recommend checking it out, whichever one that you go to. I, of course, will have a link to the experience in the show notes of this episode at allthingsiceland.com forward slash katla dash volcano dash eruption. Okay, now let's get into how Katla Volcano got its name. So the folklore about Katla Volcano is definitely something, in at least my opinion, that gives you insight on why people see an eruption of this volcano as a cause for concern. So legend has it that on a monastery in South Iceland lived a housekeeper named Katla. Of course, there were other people there, such as the abbot or like the head of the monastery. She was described as a bad-tempered woman, and there was even a rumor that she was a witch, So apparently, though, she owned a pair of magical pants. And okay, so from stories I've read, I mean, it could be interpreted as magical underwear. That makes me laugh more than magical pants. But we could just say it's it's pants or underwear, whichever one you want to go with. And if someone were to wear these underwear or pants, 
they could run as fast as the wind and never get tired. Due to her bad temper, though, many people feared Kapla and they did their best to essentially stay away from her. Even the head of the monastery was just like, look, unless we have to work together on something, I'm going to keep my distance. However, there was one person in particular that couldn't really get away from her because how closely their work aligned. And that was a shepherd named Badade. And so he lived, of course, in the monastery as well. And he had to endure the brunt of Katla's rage if any sheep went missing. So as a housekeeper, like she's doing the cooking, the cleaning and all these different things. So I figured, you know, in my head and when I see it, it's that she's always thinking about like all the work she has to get done and getting angry at Badade if he hasn't, in her opinion, done the job well enough. And so on one fateful day, though, Katla and the head of the monastery they had to go off for like this gathering. What the plan was is that in essence, when Katla got back that same evening, that she wanted all the sheep to be gathered because whether it's going to be like early in the morning or whatever, she was going to milk them. So it was just in her mind imperative that all the sheep were gathered when she got back, before she got back. And so of course she said this to Barde in a very intense tone that made him shake in his boots. And so he made it his business to go out collecting the sheep while they were away. However, he wasn't able to get all of them. And this was like freaking him out because, of course, he's deathly afraid of Katla. So in kind of an act of desperation, split second thinking, whatever you want to call it, he was like, oh, yeah, Katla has these magical pants and I could use those in essence to go and find, you know, whatever sheep that are left. And so he put them on, used the pants. They worked amazingly. And he was able to get all the sheep back in the pen before she got back. When Katla returned back to the monastery, she knew at once that he, Barde, had used her magical bridges. And she threw a fit, like an unprecedented rage just like flowed out of her. She was so angry that she grabbed him and drowned him in a vat of whey near the entrance of the monastery. Yeah. I mean, talk about like, you know, totally losing control. And due to the large amount of whey, his body sank to the bottom of the vat. So even though he went missing, people weren't aware that he had gotten back in time with the sheep. Katla was pretty much only one aware of like what had happened. And they worried about him and they were wondering like what had happened to him. Maybe something happened when he was out, you know, collecting sheep, but no one had a clue. So they just had to keep going on about their business. But as time went on, the way was being used and Katla worried that people would find the body. Yeah, you did hear that right. Katla was letting people use the way, even though she knew there was a dead body in the bottom of the vat. She was disgusting. It didn't help that also some people claimed to hear that when Katla was like near the vat and by her, what she thought was by herself, she would say, soon Bharade will appear, like kind of under her breath and looking sort of worried. This, of course, started to weigh on Katla that people would find out about her terrible secrets. I mean, granted, would they know that she did it? I guess they would have assumed, you know, she was the one who did it because of her bad temper and, you know just put piecing things together. So she put on her magical underwear and fled to Myrdal Glacier, where she ended up throwing herself into the canyon there. 
And there was this dormant volcano. And when she like buried herself down, you know, going into this canyon, to this crack under this ice sheet, she found there's, you know, lava there. And not long after that, there was this enormous flood that gushed out and flooded the south of Iceland. So in essence, there was a huge eruption of this volcano and because of the ice sheet on top, it caused a flood. So yeah, so jumping into the crack in the ice is basically what, you know, created one of the eruptions. And I guess we, since people remember this or how they've handed the story down is that it was Katla who did it. So the volcano is named after her. In terms of why this eruption of Katla volcano is something to be concerned about if it were to happen, especially a big one. So the story itself of how it got its name obviously gives you some insight. And I talked about the ice sheet and the flooding, but the idea that Katla being a subglacial volcano located under Iceland's fourth largest ice cap, Mirtasjökull Glacier, it's also one of Iceland's largest volcanoes. So just in terms of the amount of eruptions that have happened from Katla, there's been 20 of them documented from 930 to 1918. Those eruptions have happened at intervals of maybe 20 to 90 years. So while there have been like small eruptions that didn't break the ice in 1955, 1999, and 2011, it has been over 100 years since Katla has had a major eruption. And this is the concern that people have is because Katla having a major eruption means that there's a lot that's going to happen, which I'm going to go into in just a second. So in essence, people are kind of just saying that it's overdue for a big one. Previous eruptions of Katla have had, and I'm talking about major ones, have had a volcanic explosivity index, VEI, of between four to six on a scale that ranges from zero to eight. And of course, eight being like really intense. For reference, Eyjafjallajökull, the volcano that erupted in 2010, that shut down air traffic in Europe and North America and caused billions of dollars in terms of losses for airlines, had a VEI of four. So an, an example of a VEI of five, eruption-wise, is comparable to Mount St. Helens eruption in 1980, for anybody who's kind of aware of, you know, the impact that had. So without even erupting, though, Katla has been found to contribute up to 4% of the global emissions from non-eruption volcanoes. So this volcano already has a global impact before it ever has a major eruption. So the possibility of a major eruption obviously could add a lot more CO2 in the air that can lead to terrible air quality and other issues. So just with that little tidbit of information, I'm sure you're starting to see how the bigger picture of the potential impact of the volcano erupting could be major for everyone and not just Iceland. In Iceland, though, the consequences can be incredibly damaging, so destructive. And in essence, the subglacial volcano that we're talking about, Katla, because of all the ice that is on top of it, if it were like, of course, like the lava to come in contact with the ice and melt it, the flood is insane or like the, the possible flood. So combined, 
the flood would be the average discharge of the Amazon River, the Mississippi, the Nile, and the Yangtze River, which if you're wondering how much discharge that is, that's about 266,000 cubic meters per second or 9.4 million cubic feet per second. Yeah. And I said all of them combined. That is the discharge for all of them combined. And a flood from an eruption from Katla volcano can be more than that. So the estimate for potential, if the, you know, like I mentioned, a major eruption would happen and all this ice were to melt is around 200,000 to 400,000 cubic meters per second or 7.1 to 14.1 million cubic feet per second. It's just mind boggling. And this is because the molten hot lava underneath, like I mentioned, spews up, of course, melts all of this. And the tiny town of Vik sits directly in the path of the flood. There have been measures, though, that have been put in place to divert the water away from the town. However, it's still possible for the town to be wiped out within minutes. That is why there is an evacuation plan actually in Vik, and they talk about this a little bit in the lava show. So residents and guests have approximately 15 minutes to evacuate in the event of an eruption of Katla. Residents keep an evacuation bag packed, and there are even signs that they have in their homes to put in the windows so that rescue workers know that they have evacuated so that rescue workers don't spend time trying to find people in houses that are empty because time is so precious. Earlier, I mentioned the eruption of Eyjafjallajökull in 2010 that caused over a billion in losses for airlines due to flight cancellations. And like Eyjafjallajökull, Katla is a subglacial volcano. So the reason why flights weren't able to, you know, continue while this eruption, not the whole time the eruption was happening, but during parts of it was because of the amount of ash that was created. So water and hot lava, when they get together, they're, they're not a good mix. It's very hazardous, creates a lot of ash. It's terrible for the environment, terrible for people, any being that, you know, relies on oxygen to survive. And it is just one of those things where the potential for it to be devastating, like I mentioned in Iceland, but also impacting the world is quite vast. So this too will depend on the wind. And when it came to Eyjafjallajökull, the wind was pushing it directly, the ash directly in the line of the flight paths for Europe and, North, Europe and North America. So this is why there were, you know, so many flight cancellations and issues. But none of that is certain. And the whole point is that if there is a major eruption, there's just a high possibility of this happening given the right conditions. Of course, air quality in Iceland will definitely be an issue, but other places could be impacted too. I mean, there have been eruptions from Iceland that, specifically Lakki, that created a drop in the global temperature of the world. And they even found like ash. I did an episode about this previously, and I'll link that in the show notes of this episode if you're curious to hear about that. Because when I was reading about it and researching, I was like, what? That's incredible. And just you know, amazing. That's impossible. Scary, of course, too. But, you know, it's just, wow. Nature is just extremely 
fascinating to me. And that's all I can really say. I mean, I can live, you know, in a different mindset about it, but in many ways, I think maybe because I've lived, lived here long enough that I started taking on the mindset of just respect it you know, and being all of it rather than being afraid of it and just being cautious, of course, too. But yeah, so I think too, like just the mindset of Icelanders kind of comes across, like I'd mentioned, like how I've started to take it on, but this is what people have grown up with. I mean, there have been generations, like I mentioned, that live in Vik. Even after that last eruption in 1918, Julius's family, the uh, one of the co-owners co-owner, of the Lava Show, they continue like to live there. Meaning, well, I don't know if the, the owners live there, but the family, you know, they had a farm and whatever else. And like, this is something that they rebuild, keep going. And it's just, yeah, super, super interesting. And on top of that, though, what I've always found probably the most fascinating about all of this is that from volcanic eruptions, yes, there's destruction, but eventually there is beauty and amazingly new formed landscapes. So, you know, there's a lot that gets, you know, can be appreciated. Iceland itself has been formed because of volcanic eruptions. So it's kind of all in how you decide to see it, you know, and I don't, mean in any way to for this to scare people. I think you should definitely visit Vik, appreciate it, you know, in the fact that we can see this place that exists there, whether we'll be there in the future or not, is yet to be seen. And, you know, kind of being in the present in this moment and being able to see Iceland and explore it the way that it is now. And then later on, if you know, depending on all of us or when when things happen, meaning this eruption, if all of us are around for it than being able to see what that looks like afterwards and in years down the line. So that's just a small tidbit of information regarding Katla Volcano and its potential impact on the world. And before I jump into the last two segments of the episode, I'd like to once again thank The Lava Show for sponsoring it. I think you will be pleasantly surprised when you go to check it out. Like Again, I just I had so much fun and I'm just one of those people that because I enjoy, you know, so many natural phenomena, I just thought it was an ingenious idea to come up with being able to actually pour hot lava into a showroom inside <laughs> for people to be able to see. Because there are people who have not been able to go to the eruptions that have happened or, you know, they missed it. Whether it was like physically couldn't go there, they missed it or whatever. And, you know, this is just an opportunity for you to see molten hot lava up close or as close as you possibly can, can while still being safe. And of course, it's totally up to you whether you decide to see this unique experience in Reykjavik or in Vik, which is in the South Coast. On to the random fact of the episode is that for some of you might be aware of this, but there is an Icelandic, there is an Icelandic series called Katla on Netflix and it was filmed in Iceland in the town of Vík and actually they covered Vík in a lot of ash. And I felt so bad for the people in the series because they were often covered in a lot of ash. Like it's a very a very filthy looking set most of the time and you know lots of grime and like dirt and stuff. But it's a mystery drama and it's very Icelandic in terms of like the twists and turns and you're kind of like what's happening and you know there's like strange things but the whole point is like it kind of psychologically works to make you curious and, and it's very easy to keep watching it to binge watch it in essence I think I watched it the whole series in like two days or something and that's because I had to go to sleep <laughs> the night before and so yeah 
Uh, but it follows, it centers around the aftermath following an eruption of Katla volcano. And it also gives you an idea of like the whole fact that, you know, there's a flood and things happen. And so it's an interesting series. If you were kind of curious about what Vik could look like covered in ash and also some sort of supernatural psychological things that go on that maybe could come from the volcano. Who knows? Yeah. So I recommend checking it out if that is something that sounds of interest to you. The Icelandic word of the episode is floth, floth, and that means flood. Because I think that is, you know, for me, when it comes to volcanoes, one of the most interesting parts about these specifically subglacial ones is that, yes, the lava can cause destruction, but it moves so much slower than the water that could be created from it, that create, you know, this flood that happens. So yeah, one more time, I'll say it, floth, which means flood. As always, thank you so much for listening. Thank you.